Welcome, Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast, a Victory Monday edition of the Pewter Report Podcast, energized by Celsius. I am John Ledyard from PewterReport.com. Scott Reynolds with me tonight on the Pewter Report Podcast to talk the Bucks getting back in the win column. Scott, it had been almost a month since their last win. That's crazy to say. But they improved to seven and three with a thirty to ten romp over the Giants. It wasn't even that close, really. It didn't feel that in doubt at any point in the second half. They didn't allow a point to be scored in the second half. Complete domination on both sides of the ball for the Bucks tonight. It really was. Um, It was good to see that this was a needed performance. And you know, I I expected a closer game, but listen, the Bucks reverted back to form, which was kicking ass at home. That's what they do. And Bruce Arians started the press conference, home sweet home. And if only every game could be played at Ray J, this team would be undefeated because they're undefeated at home, John. They're 5-0. and And when they win at home, they're, they're winning in grand style. Certainly the last three games, you go back to the Dolphins game. Um, you know, the, we, we scored over 40 points in that game, 38 points against uh, the Bears. They only hit 30 uh, tonight against the Giants. It was their lowest point total at home, but 30 points is still enough to get the job done against Daniel Jones. Uh, just couldn't get anything going with the Giants um, offense. And it was good to see the Bucks defense come to life. Um, you know, sometimes it pays off to drop defensive linemen in coverage, John. Yeah. <laughs> we see, get I don't to see think, it from, I don't think he even field. dropped in coverage on that play. That wasn't a design drop. He just peeled well, off because yes. he thought they were throwing back. And Yeah, I mean, it, it, what, what he was told, what he said in the press conference, Stephen Clendon said that he was told to stay home and, you know, to kind of read and wait for that play. So he was not a designated dropper, but he decided to do some dropping anyways, and, and he picked off a pass. It was great. Almost as great as his post-game press conference. Oh, Steve McClendon is a treasure, man. That guy's fantastic. <laughs> oh, he's fantastic. What an unbelievable post-game presser. It was. Even knows. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. It was, I mean, just straight inspiration. The dude is just straight inspiration. He's incredible. Yeah. Can tell why they kept around for sure. We'll talk about all that. We got lots to talk about in today's show. I'm excited. We'll get some of the other pewter reporters in here. We'll give it our yeah. game balls. Lots. It's kind of the opposite of the Washington game where this game hard to pick any the last game was hard to pick anybody who played right. well. This game hard to pick people who didn't play well. Obviously, we'll touch on blank averages. Hold your horses, Scott. Save the best for last. Wait till the end of the show because we got to start actually with the best as we always do in the Peter Report podcast. And we got to uh, start with our title sponsor of the show. Celsius powers active lives every day with essential functional energy. Scott, I've got the blueberry pomegranate. You got the Fuji apple pear. The great thing about Celsius, there's a bunch of different flavors. For whatever people like, it's out there. People have the opportunity to have it. Uh, Tropical vibe, wild berry. Those are two I just stocked up on. Feeling great about it too. Really enjoying it. Celsius is amazing in that it's an energy drink with no sugar in it. It's got none of the bad stuff in it that you get in other energy drinks. And it, no, there's no crash either. So energy that sustains you, it's healthy for you, accelerates metabolism, burns body fat. It's terrific stuff. And you can check it out by clicking those banner ads over at pewterreport.com. Got some fresh new uh, sweet looking banner ads at pewterreport.com. Or you go ahead, go into celsius.com, use that store locator, find out where they're selling celsius near you get out there 
and get yourself some Celsius as well. The comment section is blowing up, Scott. We got to it, it is they're pouring say, in right now. Celsius makes it so easy to find their awesome beverages. All you do is click on that banner on pewterreport.com. We have two banners on there. Click them, put in your zip code, and, and it'll pop right up for you. Yeah, and some people I know that we actually had Celsius send us a quieter video of the music. Some people are still saying it's loud. Um, that, I, that might be a volume setting for you all, but we can't control that really on on our end of this at all. So uh, they did lower the volume on it for us. It feels very sounds very quiet to me in my headphones. I, I but I know some people have had that volume issue. Some people don't have it. So just wanted to make that aware to people that we did make that change. Uh, yeah, lots of great things from this game tonight, Scott. Uh, talk about some really good performances, but let's start with Tom Brady because everybody wanted to start with Tom Brady last week, even though he was just part of the, the, the whole team wide uh, concern of not playing well last week. And this week uh, he was unbelievable in this game. His stats are great, but his performance was even better than the numbers um, because I mean, obviously several drops, in the first half, uh, you know, alone there was a drop touchdown by Brashad Perryman. Mike Evans dropped one, turned into an interception for Brady. So the the box score in and of itself not indicative of the way Brady played in this game. He was outstanding, um, and it was exactly what the team needed. He was comfortable, sh- took what was there short early in the game. Then you could see later in the game a couple deep throws when he had them, didn't force anything, just was clean all night. And the best part, Scott, is pocket movement. And the, the run was great, but the pocket movement on plays he didn't run just managed what little space there was at times so well. Um, just a uh, just a flawless game from Brady. It really was. And I tell you, he was really excited. He, he said he had an 11-yard run. It was credited as a 10-yard carry. Okay. <laughs> So, um, but he's going to be appealing the league office. He probably will. He's in the, the Elias stats bureau and, <laughs> and, uh, and getting that yard back. Uh, but you're right. 30 of 46, 307 yards, two touchdowns interception. Uh, he said he, he missed Brady for a touchdown, you know, probably should have had three, probably should have had four because of the Chris Godwin touchdown was called back due to an egregiously bad call and Tristan Wirfs. Rob Gronkowski really came through. Um, actually, these are the halftime stats, I think. No, no, that should be the right one. Six no, catches, a, 71 yeah. yards. Yeah. Six catches, well, 73 yards for Evans. I think Godwin's stats are wrong there, but. Yeah, I think Godwin's stats are wrong. It's late. Sorry, folks. Yeah, that's okay. Stats up there. Sorry, <laughs> I just Chris. want people to know. Didn't mean to shortchange you. I will, right. I will. Chris will be rest. appealing Peter Report. <laughs> yes. Chris had six catches for 65 yards. So mm-hmm. we apologize profusely for that, that error. <laughs> and he was great tonight, but it he felt was. like everybody, you know, all three of those guys in the passing game really needed to be great. Uh, the wide receiver three position is just flat out not worked out when Antonio Brown hasn't been out yeah. there. So having Gronkowski back for this game was has been huge. You know, yeah, Todd Johnson had some plays, you know, a couple weeks ago, but he just has not been able to consistently get open in this game. In fact, tonight, what did he have? What, he had one catch late in the game was from Gabbard. He had three targets yeah. in this game. One was a throwaway in the back of the end zone. Just has not been able to get separation in key moments of the game. And, and so, you know, he looks more slotted for that wide receiver four role. You know, let me ask you this before we get to the positives yeah. of Evans, Godwin, Gronkowski, and what they did in this game. Scott, the Bucks made the decision before this game not to activate Scotty Miller, despite Bruce Arians telling us on Saturday that Scotty is healthy. He's ready to go. It's just a matter of whether they need him this week. Well, Antonio Brown's not playing, and I feel yeah. like they definitely needed him personally. Jalen Darden, obviously the drop pick last week, just isn't ready. You can see that. Brashad Perryman, 
I mean, he's been cut off three pretty bad teams now at this point or, or not made three very bad teams at this point. I, I'm not sure what there is with him. And they elect not to play Scotty. Brashad Perryman goes out, uh, not on the same page with Brady on a back shoulder throw later in the game, early in the in the first half drops. Touchdown would have been, uh, you know, I mean, it would have been a good catch for sure. But right. that's a play we see Scotty. I mean, Scotty's made that how many plays before yeah. the half? That's his thing. And yep. he's not out there to make that play. And that would have been him running that route. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Did you think this was a mistake? Obviously, it didn't hurt him in this game. But did you think this was a mistake? Yeah, I, I didn't see much from Brashad Perryman that's going to make me want to keep playing him over Scotty Miller, right? I'm just, just saying that it's no knock to Perryman, but he, just, he didn't answer the bell. I mean, catch that touchdown in the end zone and, and things change, right? But, I mean, when you have a few opportunities, you've got to make them count. And Scotty Miller gets only a few opportunities, and he yeah. usually makes them count. So I, I – I'm all in favor of, of getting him out there. Uh, just me, Pooh, Shimmy, John, Scott, can you please explain? I don't understand why Brait or Howard can't do what Gronk does as a receiver. Now, the funny thing is – He's the best tight end of all time. So. Yes. But the, fun, <laughs> the funny thing about Gronk is he looks clumsy. He looks awkward. He's got like this gangling kind of stride to him, you know. Mm. But yet he he's so smooth at the same time. It's deceptive. It's just like Mike Evans. He's six foot five. He's a long strider. He does not look fast, yet he yeah. blows by people and makes plays. Sometimes it's it's not about it, like how it looks. It's about the end results, and that's just how it is with Gronk. And the thing about Gronk that makes him so much better than those guys, I mean, there's a lot of things, let's be honest. We're talking Body about positioning, just his reach. His, yeah, his I think hands. just – Right, the hands. I mean, yeah. just think about the catch that he made was first and 15, and he catches the 14-yard game or 14-and-a-half, whatever it is, and gets him in second and inches. And I mean, it's a contested catch over the middle of the field. It's a good throw by Brady, but you got to go up and get it. Coverage is pretty tight. He just says unbelievably strong hands. He boxes guys out and he makes catches yeah. at, at the catch point. That's, I mean, ball skills have defined his entire career. Yeah, you know, sure, he's a good route runner, but nobody's ever going to say he's this great separator. You know, he's been able to make plays after the. You saw him what he carried a guy for four yeah. yards. He's <laughs> however old he is, and coming off a back injury, he's carrying a guy for a couple yards, dragging yeah. him to get out of bounds on that final drive, like. Again, that play probably goes underappreciated, but if you go back through this game, I'm going to write about him this week because he was just so freaking good, Scott. He was yeah. just so good. Yeah. Everything you need him to do, he does at eye level, especially Cam Brady's having what I think is just a miserable season. He did make a couple decent catches at the beginning of this year, but like you got to come down with that ball down the middle of the field. That's just such a good throw by Brady with the yeah. defender's back turn right off your chest. Later in the game, he doesn't bend his route enough to the middle of the field on a second and eight or something throw and Brady throws it right where it should be. And he's not in great position uh, to bend that route in that open middle of the field area. And it's just Brady should not be making those mistakes. You, they're more excusable for OJ Howard at this point. So having Gronkowski out there, was just, he's just so much better than those two guys, man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, even, even though he's really not in his prime right now, you know, he's right. He's, but he's, he's still really good. Yeah. He's still really, really good. But he is. I, he, I hope he doesn't retire after this year because he's I mean, so much fun to watch and cover. Yeah, I, I tell you, if he didn't have the rib injury, he's he's probably having a Pro Bowl caliber season with the oh, start, yeah, right? especially four, four touchdowns in the first two games. You know, yeah. There's so. not a lot of tight end production going around the league this year. Right. He's still got a pretty good chance to be up there. <laughs> that's that's well said, John. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, th this game for Mike Evans was a roller coaster ride, right? Like, uh, yeah, he was he cooked James Bradbury again. Like it was, yeah. he got him pretty good. But you know, early drive in the game, 
Brady makes a correct read on a back shoulder. They try to go double move. I don't know if you recognize this. Uh, this is Brady's first incompletion of the game, Scott. This is interesting. Do you remember week two last year against the Panthers? First touchdown of the yes. game for the Bucs. To Mike. Yep. The, yes, to Mike. Again, yep. working on uh, De- Deontay Jackson Correct. for the Panthers. They tried to hit him with a double move. It didn't yep. work. He sat on the route. Right. Brady threw it back shoulder. Evans looked around, didn't know what Great Brady adjustment. was doing. Great adjustment, yeah. Exactly. Bre- Evans realized what Brady did. And threw it back short and caught a back shoulder. Jacks they score a touchdown on the play. Right. Jackson could make the tackle. That's pretty similar. It was, wasn't it? it was very similar play. Evans didn't read it right though. He ended up actually getting past Bradbury, but Brady yeah. read it right because he Bradbury didn't fall for the double move. So then when Bradbury bailed out of there, Evans should have been looking for a back shoulder, didn't. So route running mistake could have been a big play. It was Brady's first incompletion of, of the game, and then obviously the drop turned inter you know, turned interception that led to a Giants touchdown. Yeah basically handed the New York seven points. That's never good for EPA and things like that. Sure. But I'll say this. He came back, made some great plays. He was banged up a couple times, but got open. James Bradbury had just had no chance against him. Uh, he was cooking. Bradbury just couldn't he match went. him athletically. Bradbury used to be Mike Evans' kryptonite. And yeah. then he put on that Giants uniform, and it's been a whole different ball game. <laughs> it's you funny because he's played great as a Giant, but not against Evans. Not against Evans. You know, no. last year was Bradbury's worst graded game by PFF was against the Bucs. And remember, Evans yeah. only had six for or five for 55 and yeah. a touchdown. Right. But that's the tape just showed how that was how much Evans, you know, got Bradbury in that game. So it's yeah, it's been a rough one for 24 for the Giants going up against that guy. But a lot of corners have had rough days against that guy, that's who true. is now the Giant, uh, the Bucks all time. Leading touchdown guy, you, you, you passing Mike Allstott tonight, seventy-two yes. touchdowns. You've been able to cover him this entire this entire yeah. career, Scott. Uh, that's been, I know, a unique treat for you. He is. We talked about him a little bit this week. Evans is a rare human being beyond even the football stuff. Yeah, he really is. He's so humble, and it's like I remember in twenty sixteen when he had twelve touchdowns. Again, he he said the franchise record for single season touchdowns as a rookie with 12 in 2014. Then he did it again in 2016 and tied that. And I remember telling him, I said, Mike, I said, you're going to be the best weapon in Bucks franchise history, you know? And, he's, and he was very appreciative. He's like that. Thanks Scott. I really appreciate that. You know, that, that means a lot. You know, you've covered mm-hmm. this team a long time, but like he said, it's so humbly, you know, it's like, and I, I just, I, there's been times where I've, I've complimented on on his game, you know, whether it's a text message, whether it's in person, back when we had open locker room, and he's just so humble and so appreciative. He is the same guy. He has not changed one bit. No, I take that back. He has changed. He, he got paid. He got the money. You know what he did with it? He became even more generous because he had more money. That, that's how he's changed. He's actually become more generous because he's got more money. And, but it's that humility that he plays the game with, um, he, the on and off the field. He is a wonderful human being, one of mm-hmm. the best Buccaneers of all time. And, yeah. uh, just a joy to it's, cover. Yeah, it is. And it's awesome to see him get that mark uh, in 10 touchdowns this season, yeah. Scott. And the, the cool thing have... is Mike Allstott was in the building, right? Oh, um, that's awesome. Uh, I didn't celebrating know John Lynch's. Oh, that's right. Of course. Um, yeah. you know, induction Hall of Fame right. induction yeah. and all of that. Yeah. And so that was really cool. And a very cool hat tip by Mike Evans to salute the A-Train in the press conference too, which was yeah. very cool because those guys haven't crossed paths a whole bunch, right? I mean, Charlie, you're talking about right. somebody that won a the Super Bowl in 2002 and then somebody won a Super Bowl in 2020. You know, obviously they've right. known each other. They've, they've met a couple of times, I'm sure. But, but um, you know, 
that was that was a, a good moment for 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 both mics right there for right. mike allstott to witness history as mike evans uh, surpassed the h ring so very right. cool feat tonight and big for him to bounce back obviously brady gave brady gave him plenty of opportunities uh, he had that double catch on the third down conversion i believe on the curl route, uh, but caught it. He came up gimpy a couple times, twice in this game. Yeah, he's in his back his locked back. up. Yeah. yeah. So something to monitor. He was available after the game, and he came back in, even though it was 27th or 27-10 game late in the fourth yeah. quarter. So I don't know. Personally, I don't know why they put guys back in in games in that situation when they have injuries, when you're just going to run the ball. Or, I don't understand it, but they did. And so we'll see. I mean, short week for the Bucs. Uh, injuries, you know, we'll move on to the defense here in a second, but injuries are part of this. Ali Marpet. Uh, with a oblique strain, that's a weird injury, man. You don't see that very yeah. often. He looked like he was in some discomfort, at least, but I have no clue. And Bruce Aarons had no clue either how long that injury will keep him out. But that's a big one. What happens with Evans will be huge. And then obviously Vita Vea warmed up before the game, Scott, and looked yeah. still discomfort, but he was moving, you know, at pretty good speed. Like it didn't look yeah. like his movement was off. He just seemed like he was uncomfortable. Agreed. So can he play through some pain? I don't know, yeah. but that'll be I, I a big will, one. AB will be a big one as well. I will say this. I, I actually have an, an oblique strain myself. It's actually like a tear in my, my lower abdomen, but I'm 49 and I'm not playing any football. So yeah, it's like, so, um, you know, mine's point. more of a natural old man injury, you know, uh, yeah. just because you, your, your ab muscles just kind of deteriorate with Allie. It looked like uh, on the play it happened. It looked like when he lunged forward, he, he kind of like like landed awkwardly on the ground. I don't know if it happened before he hit the ground or just when he did that, but he might have just stretched himself. And there might be, you know, whenever it's a strain, it's really like a like a small muscle tear. So hopefully it's not nothing, uh, you know, too serious or severe. But Aaron Stinney, I thought he stepped in and played really, really well. He had the toughest assignment, mm-hmm. right, of the night, filling in for Ali Marpetti at Leonard Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton, Leonard Williams, um, you know, for his assignment. And I thought he played really, really well. Yeah, no, no question. Uh, he um, was great tonight. Uh, and it gives a lot of confidence for next week. Now, DeForest Buckner's up next week. That would be one of the most comical looking matchups because Stinney <laughs> is kind of this short, squatty guard. Right. And Buckner is this towering, you know, Calais Campbell sized yeah. like type defensive tackle with all this length and this unreal physical specimen against one of the least impressive physically guards in the NFL. So I have no clue how that matchup would go. They need Marpet. He's a stud, but Stinney yeah. stepped in and did what he's done, man. He just he hangs in there. He battles. He gets, I mean, Leonard Williams is a tough block yeah. and he stuck with him for a long time on a couple of plays in that right. game. So really, really good stuff from him. Uh, uh, you know, it's not the toughest matchups in the world, but I mean, Tristan Wirfs and Donovan Smith tonight were just, I mean, yeah. nothing, just absolutely nothing from the Giants. Aziz yeah. Ojolari, rookie, having a great year. People are Did he play tonight? I mean, Tristan Wirfs just erased that yeah. guy. Like, he, yeah. I know he'd get the holding total. Oh, BS yeah, he was call. the guy that got held. That's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Can yeah. we talk? Should we talk? Do you even want to? Let's just skip it. We okay, People yeah. know we yeah. think yeah. the refs are absolute chumps. Right. So we, we uh, appreciate fuck. the, the trusting with the uh, the super chat. I know we're, talk, we're talking offense, but let's just trust address- in Heineke. Huh? Trust in trust, trust in Heineke. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm using another T name for Heineke. Yeah. yeah. Trust in um, No, we appreciate it. Yeah. How about that defense? Uh, only touchdown they let up was from the five yard line. SMB brought the swagger back. Appreciate the super chat very much. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, let's talk about SMB for a second because he he got targeted early, which which is to be expected, right? He was a little rusty out of the the, the get go, but I thought he really settled in nicely. And um, the thing that I really appreciate about Sean Murphy Bunting is his tackling. He is a very good tackler, and yeah, you he, know what? It shows he was physical. Of, he flew around. Yes, yes, John. He, and that shows a lot of toughness to go out there. Knowing that you got to like wrap up and squeeze that arm, and I'm sure that elbow's yeah. not feeling good, right? But I thought the tackling from SMB was superb. He he did bring some energy, as some of our uh, Bucks fans in the chat have talked about, and um, I thought he did a really good job of locking it down, and he did had a nice job of punching the ball out right before halftime. So I like the physicality, the, the energy that he brought back. Was it a perfect game? No, but considering that it was a his first game back since week one, yeah. Like I was really excited to see what what he and Angel Dean did. You know, sometimes it's it's uh, you can get trapped looking at the, the stat sheet and doing some scouting there. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the stat sheet does speak about the results, right? And you look at mm-hmm. at the Giants and their leading receiver was Kadarius Tony with seven catches for forty yards. Yeah, right? they didn't no have question. any receivers. That had more than 40 yards. So I think a, a very good lockdown job by Jim L. Dean, by Sean Murphy Bunting, and by Mike Edwards playing in the slot. I thought that group was so good tonight, Scott. I mean, just yeah. how many times did Daniel Jones see? There was pressure, especially later in the game. And yeah. we'll talk about that in a second. But there were so many times where he had to hold the ball for a while and it just was underneath, underneath, underneath. I mean, only really the wheel to Rudolph that they got a, a great little kind of right. a couple of verticals on that side of the field when the Bucks were just kind of flooded that zone a little bit. But yeah, overall, man, I just thought the secondary played great in terms of there was still clearly like an emphasis on a little bit more press man coverage. It made a big difference for that group. Playing yeah. Mike Edwards, I know I said this at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I kind of got off of it, honestly. I moved on. I realized right. they I thought they weren't going to do it. Now you're back now, on it. I like now it. I'm back, baby, because they they listen. They play him. He's got three interceptions, in John. He's got three interceptions. Hey, you know, listen when you aren't a good secondary, or when you are, when you have all the injuries that they have, yeah. whatever. Not playing a guy who makes plays in the ball when it, when you're in a zone heavy scheme, especially right. Like, you're not leaving Mike Edwards on an island all the time in this game. Right. If you're just going to spot drop like Todd Bowles does. Now, he didn't always just do that tonight, to his credit. He did. Yeah. He played. He mixed it up. There's way more man coverage. Daniel Jones was definitely confused. Great game plan. I can't wait to talk about it more this week. But when you do that, Scott, if you're going to be a spot dropping DC for the most part, put your ball hawks on the field because right. you're totally you're totally relying on splash plays. Like that's you're hoping they come in sacks, pressures, and turnovers. Right. And Mike Evans gets turnovers. So, yeah, he needs to play. They don't have a better answer in the slot. By the way, Awesome to see Sean Murphy Bunting just be able to focus on playing outside corner That's right. and not have to move all over. Like he's just not a natural slot. He's not a natural zone defender. Press man on the outside is where this guy is going to yeah. either make or break and it as John, a player. Sometimes it's hard in game going from first down outside to second down inside, right? Because it's different technique, it's different matchup. You're covering different spots in the field. It's just different, right? And sometimes that's a lot for a young cornerback to do that. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing I will say too is is Devin White, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Devin here. This that's is awesome. the second game back to back now for Devin White, where he has had a really, really good game. No sacks tonight. He had two last week at Washington, but but both of these pressures that he had, the first one came on fourth down that ended up being an uh, incomplete pass. The second one ended up being a Steve McClendon interception. The third one 
wasn't really a pressure, but it was a, a pass deflection. He got in the passing lane and tipped the pass that was intercepted by Mike Edwards. So you combine those three big plays mm-hmm. that don't show up on the stat sheet too much with those eight tackles. And it was a very, very good performance from Devin White now in back-to-back weeks. Huge, man. Get him playing better. I wrote about at the midseason point during the bye week. I said he was the most disappointing player on the team. I felt like through the first half of the season and the way he's come out in the second half of the season has just been awesome. He has played, you know, he is always going to make two or three plays a game that make you scream at the top of your lungs. You know, he today overran a Daniel Jones sack. Luckily, they still yep. in completion on fourth down. <laughs> that was the play we would have been leading this podcast. Devin, what are you Dude, doing? What are you doing? And then later in the game, when he took out John Murphy, John Murphy Bunting, right at the start of the third quarter, right on the sidelines. I buy you to see it live, and I'm added to the video file of Friendly Fire. Yep, take it out. Speaking of Friendly Fire, we got Matt Matera in the house. Hello, friends. How are you? I am great. Uh, This was such a such a fun game to watch tonight. Uh, especially the, the second half for the Bucs. That's the Buccaneer football that we know that they can play, especially the defensive side of the ball, not allowing any points in the second half. Yes, um, good point. You created those those two turnovers. Uh, the Steve McClendon play uh, will go down in history as <laughs> as one of the best plays uh, you know, of the season this year. Big night for uh, for the big boys up front. The, the Giants obviously had a touchdown yeah. with Andrew Thomas and Steve McClendon. Gets a little payback with the yeah. interception. Um, it was just a, a good. I understand early on the the Giants tied it up, but you know this was this was just a good dominating football game where after the ten ten tie, the Bucks just really just started to to run away with it. They controlled the game. They played their type of football, yeah. and man, getting Rob Gronkowski back to have another third option after uh, Mike and Chris Godwin. I'm not ranking them in importance of options, but Gronk made such a huge difference in this game, in my opinion, and it was yeah. um, it was a good time to watch. It really was. Yeah, it was, and I think you bring up a great point with the defensive tackles. That, that we need to like give them their own. From McClendon's pick, playing without Vea, Sue had that third down pressure where he threw Hernandez aside. Yeah. Hernandez had multiple holding. Oh, he was they were kicking game. his tail all night. Horrible. Like they were working him, and and what Nacho got the he drew one of the holds. He tossed Hernandez and got inside. You know they. Joe Tryon Shoinka at three tech Tim Richardson. Great shot. Out Seeing here, him man. on the field was great, but oh, I noticed it early on. I was like, huh, Joe Tryon Shoinka moving on the inside. I yeah. like this. This what is what he something. Have, six pressures tonight. I mean, yeah, he was, he was all over the play, field. Like just, you cannot watch that tape and continue to not. If play. he's not going to get the snaps on the outside, cause they're going to stay with Shaq and JPP, get him on the field in a different way. And obviously yeah, you want he, Vita Bea yeah. there, but if right. Vita Bea is not going to be available, put your best players on the field and Joe Tryon Shoinka is proving that every time that he's out there that he should be yeah. with this defense making plays. And here's the thing too, Scott, with Joe Tryon Chuinka, it's not just that he's giving you all this passer stability, like in one-on-one settings, you know, being able to beat tackles, things like that. You, if your bucks are going to be able to get pressure with four, which they obviously want to do at a higher rate than they've done so far this season, right? You are, they're going to run games up front. He is unbelievable on this because he's so quick. He's just so – you can't get anything close to that off a game with anybody else on your D-line. The way he moves is just – it's rare. That type of an athlete, you have to get him on the field. He cannot not play. He cannot be in coverage. Put your – I've always said, put your as long as they're big enough, put your best athletes as close to the ball to start the play as you can. 
put him up front. And he just he's that kind of player, and he frankly he just needs to play way more. And you know what? I'm telling you, it's it's like Anthony Nelson. He had two quarterback hits and a sack tonight. I know it was late. I know it was those those types of sacks that you're going to get in the last two sacks, drive. Two games. But yes, I'm just saying he's coming on. And and the thing is, is I I, I think that the Bucks would be better served playing Shaq and JPP a little bit less. Certainly JPP a little little more less. A little more less. less. Yeah, I got a little you. More, <laughs> a little more uh, less reps. Just because it's like when you look at at you know I, I pointed this out the first drive of the game right it's 12 or 13 plays whatever it is field goal drive for the giants jpp played every single snap on that possession shaq barrett even came off the field right it, both the defensive tackles came off the field and i'm just sitting there thinking this is a 33 year old guy 32 sorry 32 year old guy with the torn rotator cuff it's like he's been out there for 12 plays and he was in when it was 30 to 10 yeah, we, we we don't know if if this game's going to end up being a fifty-five snap game or a seventy-five snap game from yeah. the defense, right? This is the first drive, but why would you waste him on some of those of those plays early on? I just don't understand the logic. It is this mythical energy you keep talking about, John Ledger, that Todd Bowles just believes in hook, line, and sinker. That something mystical and magical will happen when JPP is on when the field speaks, as opposed to being on the sidelines rooting yeah. his team on with the same energy. I just don't know. Yeah, it's very funny. Eric with the $10 super chat. We really appreciate it. JTS needs to be on the field at all times. Most explosive player uh, behind Devin yeah. White. Yeah, that's especially linebacker is such a cerebral position that I almost like you could be a great athlete and still be a bad linebacker. Like that's just real. We see it all fairly often in the NFL, to be honest, like, yeah. um, and, and Devin White's obviously you know, on his way, figuring things out. Last two games have been great, like I said, but at, at, on the edge, like it's not as cerebral position, no matter what you say, it's not as cerebral position. There's way less to think about. And JJ right, get up and go, smart. right. It's get up and yeah, go chase yeah. <laughs> guys down, get through this gap, like on this game, you know, time this up, you know, it's that kind of stuff. If you're a great athlete and you, and I mean, he is smart too. You're talking about defensive lineman. Yeah. Defensive That's slander, John. Watch I mean, it's, you, I'm not saying you don't have to be smart. I'm just saying linebacker is all like yes. reading keys, yes. processing things in front of you. Like it's all that kind of stuff for yes. the most part. It's morning and it's all up front, but that's how oh, I yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like quarterback of defense, kind of yes. that and safety. So yeah, I'm just a I'm a I'm a huge fan. Like I just think he's that good and it made a huge difference. He he the second half of the game, he really was one of the most impactful. I wish players. I wish he would have got to Daniel Jones on that play when he was chasing him down. He just yeah. missed. I was like, ah, yeah. like the vindication yeah. would have been Nelson been just nice. missed another sack too. I mean, he, yeah. he was I was getting one. uh I was on getting Super Bowl down. vibes too with Cam Gill making a play out there. He got his first yeah. full sack in this game. That was yeah. good to see too. Yeah. Good good little move by him too. Solder actually fell down on that play. He spun inside, kind of got blocked initially. Good counter by Cam Gill. He looks like he's filled out. I'm excited. I'd see more of him, but he might yeah. be a factor next season if JPP moves on. But just a, a, good, a really good game by the defensive front. They needed I just, to kind of take over it, this game. I don't think it hurts to play a Cam Gill four to six snaps and Anthony Nelson 10 or you know 12 snaps as long as he's not dropping in coverage. Uh, JTS Moore. In a little bit less of Shaq in, in JPP, we, we got to remember this is going to be a playoff team, right? They're seven and three. Yeah. Well, so there's what, seven games left in the season now? Yeah. And by the way, they moved tonight to, I think, 87. No, there's, yeah, seven games. We're seven I think games. they moved to 87% chance to win the division yeah. tonight with the win and 90, right. 
six to make the playoffs or something like that. Yeah. So one seed is still very much up there. Yeah. You're you're looking at at eight more games, right? Seven games plus the playoff game at least, right? So you're like eight more games that that's still a long way to go. Like keep JPP and Shaq fresh for January when you're going to need them, you know, and and get some of these guys because they're being productive. JTS is productive. Anthony Nelson is being productive. Get them a few more reps. And trust me, it's like if you can save JPP or Shaq five to ten snaps per game, by the time you play, you know, seven more games in the regular season, that's going to be like an entire game or game and a half that you're going to be able to rest these guys. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. I think those guys being fresh is going to be important. But obviously the status of Vita Vea looms large against the Colts the way they're running the ball right now. Bucks run defense is still great without him. Uh, you know, the only runs they allowed tonight were when the game was already basically over and they were like, why are – why in the world are the oh, Giants Matt, Matt, big Matt giving some props for the picks. Oh, did you have a I good did you have a good day, Matt? I did okay. I, I hit big on the Mike Evans props, but I took uh, – I went like 50-50, so – Thanks for the donation, but I, I I only did okay. I didn't I didn't like dominate it on the picks. Well, apparently but anyway, I appreciate it regardless because uh, apparently me was uh, was very appreciative. He must have taken your right picks. So. Yeah, must have taken the Mike Evans. The yeah. I had Mike Evans touchdown and Mike Evans uh, over receiving yards at 65, yeah. 64 and a half. So yeah, those hey. hit big. Maybe parlayed it. Right. Hey, if y'all want to make great picks like Matt, you can uh, head on over to the place where Matt shops right here, livinggolflife.com. He's got the latest golf apparel from these guys. What a company they've got going here, and they've got some great branding. I'm wearing the hat right now. I'm always rocking it on I the wish show. I was wearing the hat. That's right. Wish you were wearing it. Good wear it to the stadium, maybe. But I know you're wearing that polo when you're out there on the course, Matt, uh, hitting a few around. Livinggolflife.com. They've got a great line of stuff. And guess what? It's that time of year, so you're thinking about gifts. You got to be checking out Living Golf Life, man. The stuff that they have, it's great stuff. So get yourself something for a, a loved one, a family member, a friend. Uh, the polos, hats, koozies, uh, all the stuff that they have over there. It's great stuff. Uh, it's a great line of, of merchandise that they've got. And you can follow them on Instagram as well, see all the new stuff that they drop at. Yes, Living they're Golf always Life. doing a lot of free giveaways. Caption this, things like that. Always doing a lot of giveaways. So keep an eye out for that and you right. win some free stuff. And I want to let people know, too, that next week we are doing something totally different. We are doing our post-game podcast for that Colts game. We're doing it live at Whiskey Wings that night. So 7.38 or so, we'll announce the time as we get closer to it. But we're going to be out at Whiskey Wings that evening. Colts game is at 1. So the game will be wrapped up. Sunday Night Football will be on. I think it's come join us for dinner. Yeah, come join yeah, us right? for dinner. Come see a live show. We'll all be there. I think all everybody on the Peter Report crew is trying to be there for this. So you're going to see all of us come out. Uh, you know, we're going to have giveaways and all kinds of merchandise, things like that, that we're going to be giving away and raffle and all that kind of stuff will be out there. So it's going to be an awesome time. This is going to be next Sunday. It's going to be in the evening, like 738 time slot. We'll do a live show out there. We'll stick around, watch some ball with people. We'll chat box with y'all. We'd love to meet y'all. Bus bunch you, especially to listen to the pod all the time. We're John, really excited about sandwich. this. 
You've had the hey, Buffalo I'm, chicken. I've sandwich. had the sandwich. Their it's food crazy. is unbelievable. Indoor, right. outdoor bar. Great place. I mean, there's screens everywhere. It's a great place to watch the game. We're going to have our pod set up. We're going to have the speakers up. So you're going to be able to hear us and watch some football while you're there and listen to us break down the Bucks Colts game and everything that happened in that one. So we're excited about this, but Whiskey Wings, great place to eat. Head on out there, get some food this week and watch some of the college games this weekend and then join us out there uh, this upcoming Sunday mm-hmm. night. We're real, we're pumped about that. Ra- way to wrap up Thanksgiving week. Uh, let's wrap it up, hopefully, with a Bucks win and by getting out there uh, at Whiskey Wings to do that post game podcast going to be really fun stuff and now we get to that point in the show do we are we at that point are you guys ready yeah let's do it let's do it up all right it's that time manscaped game balls presented by manscaped your balls will thank you we've got to go through and do our game balls for this bucks win oh what do we have here scott what is this well you know the thing is john is Manscaped, we always give away 20% off using the promo code Pewter plus free shipping. But for the Black Friday sale, which is actually happening now through Cyber Monday, okay, now through Cyber Monday, 25% off plus free shipping using the promo code Pewter. Oh, yeah. What a great good deal, stuff. man. Unbelievable stuff for Manscaped per usual. All right, and so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, what is in this product, by the way. If you're not familiar with Manscaped this holiday season, I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the Performance Package 4.0 from the Global Leaders and Below the Waist Grooming? Absolutely. Gift yourself Manscaped or the man in your life who needs it. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 25% off plus free shipping with the promo code. You got up a Pewter up 20. There? Pewter 20. Is it up there? Yep. The, okay. Pewter 20. P E W T E R 20. That's the promo code. You could get this. Now, this is what's in. This is what you're getting. Okay. Here. This is how great this is. You'll find in the performance package 4.0, you will find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. You got, oh, wait. We are, do we have props? Are we doing props tonight? We're kind of doing buzzing. Okay. <laughs> the, the performance package 4.0 trimmer. I didn't get it, John unbelievable i mean you've got you literally got you got this amazing lights you can see everything that's going on it's just it's a great product no nicks no anything like that it's smooth comfortable shave uh terrific stuff from manscaped as always i'm not going to demonstrate this but this this is the 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 nose nose hair hair trimmer now if mark cook was here rest in peace cookie mark cook would actually stick this up his nose and do that yeah i'm not going to become (laughs) an internet meme or gif so i'm not going to do that that's right but, but it works. Thing, it's great. Thing works great. Yeah, it's awesome. It doesn't it's, snag at all. It's fantastic. This right. alone is worth it. Trust me. Yeah, and they got the crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver, toner spray. Your balls will be living in turkey heaven with these formulations. Uh, the <laughs> they also have the performance package 4.0 is the manscaped boxer brief. They're so comfortable and the shed travel bag. It's a great stuff. And again, you can have a 25% off pewter 20 is the promo code. Uh, you get free shipping and you can get yourself a pewter report t-shirt as well. Right. Scott, right. they just have to send you proof that they purchased it. That's right. Pewterreport.com t-shirts. They come in gray. They come in white. They come in black. All I need to know is your size and what color you want, the white, the black, or the gray. And all you have to do is email me that receipt, that proof of purchase, at srpewterreport.com. Email me at sr at pewterreport.com with your proof of purchase. It's got your address on it, which I need. It does not have any of your financial information, which I don't need or want. 
So that's the beauty of it. Just send that over and we'll send you a free t-shirt. You can keep the t-shirt or you can give it away as a gift, but why would you? It's an awesome t-shirt. Yep. Uh, so whether you're buying Manscaped for yourself or for the, the dude in your life, your dad, your brother, your college roommate, your uncle, anybody that you think might have longer pubes than necessary, get them Manscaped. <laughs> Just go out there Makes the great assuming things about people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. All right, let's get to our game balls here. Matt Matera, let's get to you first on the podcast since you were so kind and gracious to join us here. Uh, what do you got? Who's offensive, defensive, if you're feeling so led for a special team or go for it? Yeah, lucky me. Um, offensively, I mentioned him before, but I'm going to go with Gronk. He obviously showed how important he is to this team. His first game back since that week three, well, well he came back for the Saints game, but very briefly. His first game back in a, in a while, um, he had what do you have? Six receptions for seventy-one yards. That was two behind Mike Evans for the lead. Uh, he had the longest play of the game, that thirty-five-yard play on third down. Um, he's going to pay off big moving forward. We obviously know how great of a tight end he is, but I really felt that he was a huge reason why the Bucks won today tonight, and uh, especially why they had success on the offensive side of the ball. So, going to go with Gronk. Awesome having him back. And uh, defensively, could go in a couple directions here. I want to pick Steve McClendon for having the interception because that was awesome. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Devin White, though. I loved the plays that he made. on. The, I know he didn't get the sack, but just getting to Daniel Jones on that fourth down play, forcing him to throw a pass into the ground and get the turnover on downs. Um, he's playing like the player that we expect him to be. He obviously was instrumental on that interception by Mike Edwards when he got the, the deflection. Devin White is uh, – there's a lot of talk this week about Gronk coming back, how the hours were pointing up. The hours are pointing up right now for Devin White, and that's nothing yeah. but great news for the Bucks defense. Yeah, great choices. I agree completely with both those. All right, Scott, you want me to go next or you? Um, you see me? I'm having some internet technical – I see you. Yeah, yeah, you're good. I okay. see you and hear you. Everything seems okay, fine good. on my end. All right. But okay. I'll go for while something. you're sorting things out, okay? Um, good. You, for you, me, offensively, it's going to be Tom Brady. He was brilliant in this game. I think he was way better even than his stat line. Uh, we have not harped on it very much because we did plenty on the live in-game stream, but the officials just absolutely robbing them of a touchdown before the half or, or at least an opportunity to yeah. score, I'm sure, from the one-yard line. Um, was just an absolute shame, just an atrocious call. But he, right before that, down the seam, I mean, the unbelievable throw down the seam to Brait was dropped off his chest. Throw to Perryman was dropped in the end zone. Unbelievable throw there as well. He, he bumped a couple back shoulder throws that his receivers read wrong tonight uh, that'll kind of get some of his incompletions. But, man, the production that was there was just outstanding. He took what was there. He was accurate, short, intermediate. And when it was time to hit him deep, hit him deep as well. So uh, he remains – I think that was his fifth drop deep ball of the season. He leads the NFL and drop deep balls right now. Um, so he keeps, again, his production could be a lot more different if uh, they caught some of those deep balls um, this season. But yeah, he is, uh, he's, he's turned out. You weren't, I mean, I wasn't worried about him after the last game. You know, everybody played bad, knew he was going to bounce back, but still great to see it against the defense that have been playing a lot better. He, he pretty much shredded him uh, tonight. So great stuff from, from Brady in this one. Um, and then, Defensively, I'm absolutely giving it to Steve McClendon, but I do want to shout out. I thought Ndamukong Sue played terrific on that Devin White play, the fourth down rush where he missed Daniel Jones but slowed him down a little bit, coming right behind him. And one of the reasons why Jones, even after he evaded White, had to throw the ball 
was in Dominican Sue, right? In in Jones uh line of vision. So it was just a great kind of underrated play by him. Also, Antoine Winfield, phenomenal. He's taking the leap, terrific all night. But Stephen McClendon, I mean, come on, first career yeah. interception. Yeah. Heck of a post-game presser. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. I'm going Stevie McClendon. What a player. Good stuff, John. So for my game balls presented by Manscaped, um, you stole my thunder because, you know, I love defensive line play. And um, whenever a fat man has an interception, that's 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 good. Um, Matt, you also said Devin White's. I'm going to give some love to – Sean Murphy Bunting. I thought that he did a very, very good job coming back, not getting rattled. I, he was tested early. I thought he responded. I thought he got better as the game went on. It seemed like he like had a feel for the physicality. Mm-hmm. Didn't re-injure that elbow. It's always a plus, as Bruce Arians aptly said after the game. Got to stay healthy at this point in time. Got to get everybody healthy. He's going to feel better when Carlton Davis comes back. But the key is to stay healthy for this for this home stretch here. And so I thought Sean Murphy bunting seven tackles was physical. I liked how he, he kept plays in front of him. Uh, only had one pass interference call, but uh, you know that that wasn't uh, uh, much of an issue. So Sean Murphy bunting this first game back shook off the rust early. I thought he played really well. You know me. Uh, I've got to mention yep. Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> when, whenever the Bucks win, he makes an appearance. Is it a coincidence? I don't think so. Right. Um, I, I will say that. You know, while Tom Brady played the entire game, right, except for a couple of plays in the fourth quarter when, you know, Bruce uh, wisely puts um, the closer, um, Blaine Gabbard, in there. Um, Blaine was a perfect two of two for 11 yards, 89.6 quarterback rating, which was just slightly behind Tom Brady, 89.7. I'm not saying there's a quarterback controversy, but I'm not saying there isn't. Um, I mean, he's... And his offensive, they line, his offensive line let him down on the side. Well, yeah, I mean, Josh Wells, you know, you're, you're going to, that's going to happen. But no, Vortex says, in the name of, in the words of Paul Atwell, the human victory cigar. Of Blaine course. <laughs> if you want to win, you're going to put Blaine in. I mean, that's the slogan right there. If you yeah. want to win, put Blaine in. That's, that's just how it is. It's automatic. Uh, the facts bear that out. But, but in reality, though, I'm going to give it to Mike Evans because mm-hmm. um, I have covered every minute of this guy's career. Um, the things he is doing on the football field. Uh, you know, Aristotle once said, excellence is not an act, it's a habit. And if Aristotle was around to see Mike Evans play, he would say, that is one excellent son of a bitch because that guy can catch the ball and do amazing things. You're talking about going on eight straight years with 1,000 yards receiving. And, and yeah. for him to get the, the touchdown record, uh, tonight on Monday Night Football with the A train in the house, that was pretty special for an old timer like me who's covered both these players. And uh, just a, a great night for Mike Evans. He is a prime time player, man. This guy shows yeah. up in big games and 10 touchdowns now in the season, right? Yeah. I mean, he had 13 last year. We have seven games to go, guys. Yeah. This guy's on pace for a 17 touchdown season. Yeah which would be one of the top five numbers of the of NFL history. Yeah, no, for sure. He's on pace for remarkable production this year and to break his own records, obviously, and do great things. And Bruce Arians kind of touched on this at the end of the game. I thought it was interesting. You know, he just kind of was like, we can just, if we can get Carlton back, Vita Vea should be back soon. Tony Brown should be back soon, he said. And we'll see if they can get those guys back for Indy even. That's huge. You know, if you could see, hopefully, you know, he had no idea what's going on with Ali Marpet. Yeah. Hopefully that's not a big issue he said and, and we can get him back but 
Yeah, that those are key, right? Those loom large, especially for this game. Indianapolis is playing really well. They've won five of seven. They have not lost a game in regulation until since week three. Uh, both their losses since then coming to the Ravens and Titans, two good football teams in overtime. Yeah. The only real good team they've beaten them, I and mean, they beat San Francisco, but San Francisco was a total mess when they beat them. Yeah. And San Francisco's not, I don't even know if they're good, but, um, and they beat the, they beat the Bills. They crushed them this, just yeah. a couple of days, you know, just <laughs> yesterday. So, yeah, that was a complete destruction. And guess how many yards they threw for in that game? 106. That's it. Yeah. So Carson Wentz is basically doing nothing in their yeah. winning football games. Will that continue against the Bucks run defense that's as good as it is? Even without Vea, they've been good. Is there a recipe for the Colts still to be successful offensively the way they're playing right now when they face a unit that can stop their run a little bit? Lots to learn next week. The Colts defense yeah. is playing opportunistic football. See, I disagree with, with, with Lamisha here, and I appreciate the comment very much. I think the Buccaneers need to pass the ball Get out to a big lead. Make Carson Wentz beat you. You've got to. You've yeah. got to to eliminate the thirty carry game for Jonathan Taylor. Like yeah. you've you've got you've got to keep him in the twelve to fifteen carry mark if you're going to win this game. Mm. Uh, you know, Matt, you and I, you know, we 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 knew that the Buccaneers loved Jonathan Taylor coming out. Right. I mean, that's this you is where they, they really considered. There were a lot of discussions. I even wrote about it in my SRS Fab Five. Some were saying, you know. I, I, ripping me for saying he was a potential first round pick for the bucks that ended up being the case but they liked him a lot they really mm -hmm. did that and, is, yeah, and you can kind of see why because he is he is becoming an elite running back in the nfl right now although apparently they were going to take antonio gibson over because <laughs> was was winfield drafted over taylor i think he was am i remembering that maybe not no they I were think, right I around think, the same area yeah i think taylor was, was selected right before right before him yeah before. okay all right then that might have been maybe he would have been the pick well it, we'll probably find out arian's is pretty honest about that yeah. stuff we'll <laughs> yeah. ask him this week straight up yeah. taylor's obviously having a great yeah. season but the iowa line that scheme colts are gonna be tough they're playing really well they have they a are. great i love frank reich i think he's a really good coach who's been real like if the colts just if luck had stayed you know his we would be talking about a different you know, trajectory for the Colts right now than we are. I mean, they're, they're, they're a good football team. He's had them yeah. competitive, but they've had quarterback woes and turnover there. And they've had all kinds of issues at that position. And, and he's been hurt by it, but I think he's a heck of a coach. I think he's going to have a heck of a scheme. They're well coached defensively. They're tough up front. So they are going to be a real challenge for the Bucs. No question next week. If the Bucs win that game, it's huge. I mean, their, their percentages, no matter what, to win the division, go way up and um, to get to, to be able to, to be able to host that at least the first round uh the playoffs you know goes way up and and so yeah that it's a big game for them no question after that atlanta buffalo slumping uh the saints uh, and then obviously you've got jet or panthers jets panthers uh to finish out the year so um lots of winnable games left on the schedule Bucks should be favored in every game that they have the rest of the season no question about that they, they should win out your Will team they? We'll see. has got to figure out a way to bottle this up and take it on the road because Especially yeah. defensively, like they're offensively, two, they're, they're, they, yeah, they're two completely, uh, maybe not completely, but they're different teams at home yeah. and on the road, and right. yeah, they have to play better on the road because if come playoff time, they'll probably end up unless they get the number one seed, they'll probably end up being on the road, and um, yeah, yeah, you, they just they have to be better, right? And and they could get the one seed; it's still there, but Arizona's playing well, win two or three games with a backup quarterback, Kyler Murray. I know, Kyler Murray's probably gonna be back. Yeah, they're. They're tough. I don't even know if they're the best team in the NFC, but they're probably going to get that by at this point. Um, they do have a couple of tough games left on the schedule, though, so it's not set in stone yet. Have to uh, play we'll the Rams. See how this again. whole thing shakes out. You have to play the Rams again. I think you have to play Dallas. So there's some tough games left for, uh, for the Cardinals for sure. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, but the Bucs uh, had to win this one 
do so in convincing fashion. Uh, shouldn't have been even 30 to 10 close, but still never felt in doubt when the defense oh, plays that way. Home. Yeah, you you when the defense plays that way, you just feel totally different about the team. You feel like it's not just an offense that had to be perfect, and they weren't perfect tonight. And they put up thirty, and they won comfortably, and it was okay because the defense was great. And and if they can do that, especially against bad offenses and quarterbacks every week, then you know that they're going to be moving in the right direction for sure. So that unit, a lot of pressure on that. Hopefully, we get some news about Carlton Davis this week. It's going to be fun. But we appreciate everybody jumping in. By the way, we got to six thousand subscribers tonight, guys, and we're open. That's awesome. We added over thirty subscribers. I know that. I don't know how many more over, but. We added over 30 subscribers tonight to the right. show. So everybody terrific. who's watching right now, hit the like button. That helps. It helps yes. the algorithm, helps us get new Buccaneer fans in front of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Hit the like button, hit subscribe, do all of those things. And we greatly appreciate everybody tuning, especially for a late night for you folks yeah. on the East Coast. Absolutely. Staying up till around one o'clock in the morning with us, celebrating a victory Monday yep. on a on a Monday, which is which is interesting. Yep, like the stream. Appreciate it, and appreciate the congrats. Bunch of people in the live in-game stream, uh, loving it as well, and and appreciating uh, the the live in-game stuff. We have great numbers on that as well. Y'all are helping us grow and grow. We get to six K subscribers, and we keep moving. We get to ten K soon. Uh, it unlocks our ability to do a lot more of this content and and be able to pitch it and be able to sell the space for it and all of it and and get it approved and uh, get people to do it and all that kind of stuff. It's literally so dependent on y'all, and y'all have been unbelievable. At getting to this point, we are literally about to hit Thanksgiving, and I can't even tell you how thankful I am for our subscribers and the listening that they've done for us. Oh, I mean, it's unbelievable how much they show show up for us. So, y'all are terrific, and we're gonna keep going. I mean, we got a show next uh, tomorrow. We're we're gonna be back uh, with another show tomorrow, and then we're probably gonna be off the rest of the week for the holidays. Take a little bit of break from it. We'll still have content up at PeterReport.com, obviously, as always, as the Bucks prep for that game against the Colts. Uh, it's going to be a big one. So we'll have our eye on all of that. And uh, obviously we'll have all that coming out for you here, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern yep. with more on the show. Excited for that one. We'll get into this matchup in detail. We'll talk about it in detail, everything we've seen on the tape. And of course, you got it. Pewterreport.com is going to have content just pouring out over the next 24, 48 hours for sure on this game. And then beyond as we look ahead to the Colts. So Lots to look forward to, lots to be excited about right now for Bucs fans back in the win column, and things are looking up after a good uh, week 11. So we'll see if they can keep it rolling. We're going to keep it rolling here at Pewter Report for sure. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out. Out.